Welcome to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. We're so happy to be back with you again this week. How you doing, Walt? Man, it's another day, another dollar. Well, actually, it's a weekend. Yeah. It's just another day, man. I'm excited <laughs> to be doing this series. I'm just super excited about season four. I don't know why. I just like doing it from the point of view of the business, the employer. It's just something a little different about it. And I think it's like causing us to really just focus in a little bit differently. Yeah. And everything like that. So, it's that, yeah, it definitely raised the bar for us. I know I struggled. Folks would get it going because I just knew it was so important. And another reason why I'm excited, I think we just hit in a groove, right? We did yeah. season four, who knows how many episodes in, I think what 30 episodes in or something. Um, and I think we're just hitting that groove where we like really found the time, the amount of time we like to talk, the topics, clearly mm-hmm. the topics, but we just again just really find that groove of how we like to do this show and it's become exciting. It's really awesome. So, yeah, yeah all those things, man, all those things. Awesome, bro. Awesome. So I had this. I, you sent me some. I wanted to talk about some before we get into the show. Uh-huh. Folks, this is part two of episode one. And episode one is just setting up your payroll, right? We did it in two parts. Part one was for the new business owner. And this part two is going to be for the existing business. You've been in business for a while yep. and now it's about improvement so before yeah. walt walks us through some of those things we just had we always like to kick it and talk about some stuff and walt sent me this video about a, what do they call them motivational speakers or whatever we follow a lot of successful people right content creator content he's like yeah yes a content creator let's act the age here so yeah content creator about success is we think this guy's a millionaire. Yeah. So anyway, he had he, he said something about making $100,000 on a consulting tip. And he, he the video was basically, he don't, doesn't do consulting, but somebody like just sent him $100,000. And he was like, all right, well, bang, all right. And all he ended up telling this person was like one little simple adjustment. Yeah. And what jumped out at me in that is so true. You can't, right? Outside minds can just give you a little tweak because you're so in it. You don't see what the little solve is. Yep. But what I, what it made me think about are the folks who reject that. Yes, absolutely. That yeah. they're like, no way. It can't be that easy. Yeah. Yeah. For him, that, it, it was mind blowing, right? That, that, that he just said like one, he asked him one, one question yep. and that changed the landscape of his he went kids. from what did he say? He went from making seven fifty a year, seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars a year, to two point something million a year. He basically tripled his revenue just because of a little tweak that this guy didn't see because he yeah. was so in it that he didn't see. Dang! If I invested yeah. a little bit of money, can exponentially make more. Yep. Because because what was it? It's like he was he was doing. He was wasting things. three days a week yes. calling. Yes, he would set up calls <laughs> like the first three days, and then he would yes. close Thursday, the, Friday, the last two days. Yeah, yeah. And, and the dude is, like, why aren't you closing every day? Yep. And he's, like, well, I got to make the calls. He's, like, but do you? <laughs> yeah. He said, hire an assistant. 
That's all he said. Do yeah. you have to make the calls? And that's all he did. He made this person think. But kudos to the if this story is real, yeah. kudos to the person who took the advice yeah. and wasn't mad at this dude that he just paid him a hundred grand for something his wife probably could have told him. You Absolutely. Know I mean? Absolutely. Or just somebody in his life. Um, what what again, kudos to him for taking that advice because more often than not, we deal with people every day that mm. don't take that simple advice exactly you know what i mean and i think that's in in relationships that's what pisses us off as men because like our wives will tell us something super simple and we'll be like damn <laughs> they're right our partners right our partners our wives and we yeah. and they're like and we're like what in the hell damn she's right damn it so take i guess the point is folks like yes it could be that simple sometimes to do exponentially better yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes right. we can be so caught in the weeds and, well, we can it could create tunnel vision, right? We can't, we don't see all of the different potentials that we have with our product or whatever it is that we're selling or into, and we can get lost in that. And it could be that outside force, whether, like you were saying, whether it is a wife or a partner in our life mm -hmm. or a business partner, whoever it is, mm -hmm. they say, they yep. ask that one question, make that one statement that'll yep. change the trajectory of where we're going. And just like, oh, that makes sense. Why didn't I think of that? Exactly. Yeah. Why didn't I think of exactly? Don't get mad at the why didn't I think of that. Just be like, dang, awesome. I got yeah. it now. Yeah. Take it and go with it. And I think we do that best for each other because we talked about how we're so different, uh -huh. but that's what helps our relationship, right? Yeah. Because we pose these simple concepts to each other that are simple to each other, but to the other person, it's like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, folks. Yeah. yeah. So, point is, don't be mad at folks when they give you a simple suggestion that really yeah. changes your life because yeah. you didn't think of it already. Come mm -hmm. on. Like, we're no man is an island. No woman is an island. We need yeah. people. We need a team. We need partners. We need other smart. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it has to make sense. It has to make sense, right, though, right? Yeah. Like, you you have to make sure that you get advice from a person that is already established. Because, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's the one yes. thing that the guy reached out to him for. Yes. That's another key point in there is that that's, he reached out right. to that content right. creator because he was already established, successful, successful yeah. businessman. Yeah, very like very very Yeah, you're right because that yeah. that made me think about another piece of info that I saw or come across recently. That was like take advice from people who are where you want to be. Yes, take advice from the dude. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to anybody, but yeah. don't you know what I mean? You can't take advice from the the scruntled employee that's not gone anywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or that the people in the world that just blame everything on the work, the, the everything else. They yeah. take no accountability. You know what I'm saying. That's not the person you want to take advice from. You want to take advice from somebody who's successful in some manner. You yeah. know what I mean? Whatever you're doing. Because think about challenge your norms too, right? Because that's what mm -hmm. that's what the guy did when he gave him that advice. Yes. Uh, he challenged his norm, his yep. normal process. And he's like, I need to change my process so I can become more efficient. Yes. You know, absolutely. He, he could have completely gone left field and be like, you know what? I'm not going to change my model. It's working yep. for me. I'm doing. I'm. It's, it, it's, I'm making six figures annually. So. It's right, it's, it's great. You know? Six figures. He was high six figures. He's yeah. almost at a million dollars. So yeah, of course you're like, mm -hmm. I'm golden. Yeah. But mm -hmm. so again, kudos to that dude for like, wait. How can I be better? Yep. And taking that advice. So it's perfect segue into how can companies that are already been processing payroll for whoever how long 
how can they do better and what are some of the what are the areas that they need to look in for to do better yeah so if you could take us through these areas and because you're in the thick of such an event um, i figured it'd be good that we hear it from someone who's really in the trenches and architecting a way out of this to let us know you know real deal stuff oh sure i appreciate it but i know that i am currently because we brian and i work at the same company, company right now mm-hmm. i'm i'm the payroll manager and that's the role that brian was previously in so brian can't speak to it but i appreciate <laughs> the fact that he wants me to leave i'm in a phone. different headspace now so far yeah. i jumped ship to hr guys yeah. and but it's still very much the it's the other side of the same coin you got you payroll knows how it is any payroll professional knows that hr and finance are always your partners you always sit in one of those departments and if not you're partnering heavily with the other yeah so that was just it was a transition for me an opportunity for me that i was able to add some value and that's pretty much the goal for me i just like adding value So, yeah, so I'm just right. not in that headspace right now. So I yeah, want man. Walt to, re- Walt is really in that headspace. Yeah, <laughs> good times, good times. Yes, All right, sir. it's a continuation of part one, what payroll means to a business. And this is more for the established businesses that are out there. You set up all your company structures and your payroll department has already been functioning. And this is to allow you to become more efficient as a business. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is compliance. So it's important to ensure that your business is in compliance with federal and state laws, regulations, but to make sure that you're taking out the correct amount of taxes for employee paychecks and filing tax returns and reports on time. And some of that depends on how you process your payroll, what type of system you use. They say if you're the employer that you use one of the big boys out there or something like that, and you have it that they do the filing for you. So you still need to stay on top of that. You just you don't want to just have a hands-off approach as a business yeah, no. owner. You need to stay on top of that. And trust but verify. Yeah, trust yep. but verify. So you still need to do your part as the business owner and make sure that those things are getting done and make sure that your payroll department, your accounting department, whoever is over that, even if you have a tax manager, you need to make sure that they're doing mm-hmm. what you hired yeah. them to do. Yep. And make sure that everything is set up because it could be one thing that you don't that your employees don't update the SUI rate for one of your states that you may be in. And the wrong Hot topic being, right now is being the wrong rate is being deducted, and so you're out of compliance. You know, it could be with your 401k that's not done being set up correctly, and you're having issues with that. You, know, you need to make sure that is being done properly as well because yep. the employees, especially those who are on top of their their deductions in their pay they're going to make noise about that oh yeah oh yeah so that's something that you want to can want to basically handle and i think this might be the top one is the compliance that's something to consider another one to think about is the data security it's having your payroll information protected and secured because if it's not protected and secured those things it can cause a lot of issues for everyone not just 
the business, but it can cause issues for the employees, the people that like drive the business. The reason why we're in this successful that we're in is because of those people that are out in the field, those ones who work the nine to five and work OT and put in the time for us, right? So it's important that you have those checks and balances in place when it comes to data so that everything is secure. You don't want to you don't want to send reports out. You don't want to send emails with PPI and then you want to make sure you have either a secure share drive. You want to have those authentication factors and there's two-way factors in to, to verify login information and stuff like that. That's all part of data security, right? So you want to keep that stuff, that stuff protected. Yep, absolutely. Um, see, so this is another big thing, right? <laughs> Having accurate data, making sure that your you know, inputs are your good. Inputs are in- it's all about well, the inputs. One thing that we learned is garbage in, garbage out. Garbage out. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you have bad data go in, it's going to produce bad data. That's going to impact you as an employer, and it's going to impact your employees. And again, that stat you have to remember that we mentioned last show, that after two paycheck errors, 49% of people who experience that start looking for other jobs. And so down the bottom line, if they start looking for another jobs and say half of those 49%, half of that, those people leave, that is going to impact your retention. And so you need to be, make sure that your accuracy is on point when it comes to things and every, and everybody, and there's different levels of that, right? So depending yeah. on how you, how you have your company structured, if you have the managers and they're in charge of making sure that the employee time cards are correct on the day that payroll submitted it's partly the employee making sure the time card is accurate and it's partly on the manager making sure that that is accurate as well Absolutely. before it's submitted over the payroll because it can produce a an erroneous check or a short paycheck or even overpay somebody that they didn't clock out one day and they didn't and then they try to go to punch punch. yep yep you know what i'm saying and it can create a whole boatload of issues yeah to consider and, it's, and it's segueing into the next part is time management. So payroll can be a time-consuming process, especially for small businesses. Yep. So it's important to find ways to streamline the payroll process to save time and resources, right? So if you notice that everyone's under their gun, they're always stressed out, it's always a difficult process when it comes to time management, you should probably reassess how you do things, reassess your processes. Yeah. Figure out what works best for you as, mm-hmm. the, as the business owner, as the employer, because yep. it's it should always be your goal to remain efficient and do it accurately. And yeah. All this stuff that we're telling you, it's all really about it's really about having that balance. Yes, like there, there's even though we want payroll to be perfect, we want these systems to be perfect. We are imperfect people, right? And so we're gonna make mistakes. So you need to really try to iron out those things for your company because it's going to help you along the way. I have a suggestion for time management, what we yeah. do, because payroll is so process driven and it's like, all right, how quickly can you get through this thing? And you got to do this thing for 300 employees. So what I do is I literally time, right? Stopwatch, mm-hmm. a clock, I set myself up and I like, all right, I'm going to start this process and I'm going to time it and I'm going to see how, and then times it by however many times I have to do it. We that helps us understand like, all right, is this doable or do we need some contingent help? Do we need to hire some help to do this temporarily for us? 
that is a good trick. And then it makes me think of there's a movie out there called The Founder with Michael Keaton, and they talk. That's yeah. basically they talk yeah. about McDonald's founding, right? So, but what's in there is like the McDonald's brothers actually invented the what do they call that? The assembly line for food. Yeah. Right. So if you look at that man, like the process that they went through just to figure out how to, the best way to lay out a burger and to serve fries and like to do all of this. It was very rudimentary. Like they just they drew out what it would be on the floor and they put people in place and they really walked it out. My my point is, guys, be do whatever low tech things you need to do to figure out how long things will take you. Yeah. And if it and, and this day and age, we have a lot of high tech stuff that to figure that out because there's a lot of screen recording option tools there. All these software things that could help you do it. A simple your phone or stopwatch or whatever, yeah. just to time how long you're doing things. And believe me, your managers will appreciate it. If you can speak Absolutely. to these things, hey, it takes me 4.5 minutes to do this and I need to do it times 1,000. Like okay. this is an unsustainable practice. It's going to take me two weeks just to do this, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be like, oh, crap, okay. So you, when time management comes in, it's a little easier with payroll because our stuff is really deadline driven yes absolutely and shoot time management really should probably be like one of the top one top two or three things that you need to get do well to Mm. do payroll absolutely like all these things factor in it's not just yeah i get it yeah you need to figure out what you're not yeah yeah yeah. you need to figure out what you're doing well so how we're reading these things off may not apply to you so compliance you may be really compliant as a yes that's and, right. And but you may be struggling with your data security or your accuracy yep. Yep. or timely or time management. Yep. You need to figure out what is working successfully for you and hone in how to hey, how do we maintain this? And then the other things you're struggling with, you want to focus in on okay, how do we make this better? How can we yes. shore this up to make it more of a balance, like we were saying? The keyword is balance. Balance. Absolutely. So absolutely. Co- continue on continuing on at down that time management role or section timely processing is a part of that right mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you pay your employees on time uh, that is important the reason why we're in business right the, the reason real. why we're successful why they come to work <laughs> yes and why, we, and why we clear. come to work why we let's come to work right, right. you know right. So it's why let's the doors are it's why the doors are still open right that's right and so if we struggle paying our employees timely that can create a lot of issues. It can create an issue with compliance because yeah. depending on the state, yep. most states say, hey, you have to pay your employees on time. I've heard stories in the payroll industry, and I'm sure you've heard these as well, where employees are like, hey, the prior owners, they used to skip payroll. Yes. Tell us, hey, we can't pay you today, or they used to hold payroll without letting us know and they wouldn't say anything, especially during the recession and during COVID, I've heard a lot of those stories. Insane to me. It's insane. Yeah, It's true though. Yes, pay people on time. (laughs) Yeah, so we want to make sure that we're processing all payroll transactions in a timely manner to avoid any delays or any errors. Go ahead. I'm sorry if I may. It's about trust is what, and and this piece really um, Mm -hmm. speaks to trust and if there are any folks listening that work with us, folks, it, believe me, we're not trying to break that trust. We're trying to uh-huh. build that trust. Absolutely. But unfortunately, it's years of different things that we're trying to resynthesize and mm-hmm. improve upon. 
it, we often say this is the challenge when a business is already running. And that's why this needed to be two different parts. It's very yeah. different for a new business to do payroll as opposed to a existing mm -hmm. business because you're really turning a ship. You're turning a really big ship, right? And, and you're turning a ship in open water. You're not just turning on a dime, right? Mm -hmm. It's a process to turn that ship around. Oh, and it then, is. And then once you yeah. get it around, you have to keep going. Now you have to go in the other direction. So yes, if yes. you think about it like that, give yourself some grace because it takes time. I've been a part of change for companies for a long time. And being a student of change, you learn that real change takes a few years, right? It's three to five years, depending on the size of the company, for real change yes. to happen. And that's three to five years when everybody's moving in the same direction, right? Mm -hmm. You can't even get, you can't even start that timeline until everybody is agree in agreement. Yeah, man. Like I, it makes me think about, and it's interesting for you to say, you know, about the turning a huge vessel, right? You like that. And I remember in the military, we were on a ship and our captain wanted to do some fancy some fancy thing where we were pulling into port. I forget which country we were in. It's somewhere in South America. And we were pulling into port and he wanted to be fancy and we crashed into the pier. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we and it was like it sounded like thunder. Wow. And so it's because he was trying to do some fancy turn at the last second and everything oh, like that. So speaking to what you were saying, yes, you want to make sure that Give yourself enough runway yes. to land yes. a plane yes. properly, right? Yes. Give yourself enough runway because I remember I worked for companies where the owner would make a change. He would come in, it's the middle of the quarter, and be like, hey, I want this done by the end of this quarter. And we had he wanted us to switch company like payroll providers, oh, payroll companies no. in the middle of a quarter. I want uh -huh. this done by the end of this month. And I'm just like, huh? What? What's going on? And it created a lot of issues, compliance issues and stuff like that. So you need to have, as a business owner, you need to make sure you have those experts in place so they can reel you in sometimes because you can have, you can be a visionary, but sometimes you can be, have that tunnel vision as well. You need to make sure that you have the right people in place. Absolutely. And then another thing to consider is your cost. Yes. Business, right? So yes. payroll expenses can be, a significant cost for a business. It's important to find ways to control those payroll costs yes. uh, by reviewing salaries, your benefit packages, your benefit packages regularly. So you need to look at your PTO. You need to look at your benefit, your actual benefit, your uh, compensation package. Yeah, your yeah. compensation, all your compensation, which can include salaries, commissions, bonuses, and stuff like that. You you need to moderate and manage all those properly. If yep, yeah. and then. There's one that a lot of folks don't think about. Little things. Look at your actual cost to do payroll, yep. what your provider's charging you. Um, don't, a lot of folks, they remember, oh, no, they only charge 75 cents per transaction. Yeah, that's for the payroll piece, but go look at your invoices. Don't just blindly pay your stuff because yes. you're, there's other fees, there's other yes. things that you sign to that you don't realize yes. that you're being charged for. When you're negotiating or you realize, hey, we're just getting a payroll practice, so all I got to do is, okay, it's 75 cents per transaction. Great. I know how much it's going to be. No, there's more stuff. For instance, most places will charge you to deliver live checks, yeah. right? 
and unless you're printing off your own checks at your office, which security wise folks don't really like to do um, or companies rather. And so think about that. There's I've been those costs, depending on your size, can be in the tens of thousands of dollars either per month or per year, yeah. depending on the size of just for delivering live checks. Yeah. So you could have a cost savings opportunity if you just switch to digital or if you were so bold enough to do printbacks at your own office and print your own checks or something like mm -hmm. that, you know, you'd cut that delivery down to just now maybe you're printing paper. The best practice is guys try to be 100% digital, yes. right? If you can pull that off, you're saving a ton of money. And not only that, we talk about business continuity. I think we're going to do business continuity in this series, this season. Yep. And it, that ensures business continuity for your employees. For a, so those are the other little areas, right? It's not just like the obvious costs. You got to really think about what payroll costs you comprehensively. Yes. Right? Every single thing that goes into it, the person, yes. the person doing payroll and, you know, what it costs to pay them. And then, and that, so Think of the paper, the envelope, all this stuff. That oh, is a cost that. of payroll. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it usually runs somewhere around the 50% mark of revenue cost yeah. of payroll. So it yeah. is a huge line item that people, that companies, huge. that employers oh, are always looking at. And that's why payroll now has a seat at the table because yeah. it is a huge freaking expense. Absolutely, Brian. You're right. I want to go back to what you said about the invoices, right? So. Mm -hmm. It's important to, to review those because it reminds me of another story, right? <laughs> like in my two decades plus of being in <laughs> payroll and Brian's two decades plus <laughs> payroll. Like, I'm be shouting me I, out like that. Yeah, I, I've had uh, situations where I've worked for a PEO, which is, a, which is an organization that processes payrolls for many different companies and many different sectors and stuff like that. And I remember getting questions from some of those clients and saying, hey, when I signed my contract, it said that my my cost per employee count, my plus per employee was going to be, like Brian said, 75 cents for this, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't read the fine print. Mm -hmm. Have a lawyer read this stuff, read that stuff. It said, oh, after six months. Yes, it goes up. It's going to go up to this. <laughs> yep. Or after this certain time frame, yes, it's going to go it up. It goes up. You yep. need to read all those things. So you're not caught off guard. You need to look, eat, like, it's the details. Yep. The devil's in the details, as Brian says. Yep. The devil is in the details. So Not you need to make sure you read all that stuff. Exactly. And to, you, to continuing on that thread, yeah. you also think need to think about how long you're locked into these contracts. Yeah. And also, when your contract is uh, expires, mm -hmm. you have to look at what is your renewal agreement. Yeah. Because if it, you could have an auto renew for another X amount of years that you don't even realize. Yes. And then if you didn't, if you didn't change those terms before the auto renewal, you're stuck in it and locked in it. And then you got to pay a penalty to get out of it or whatever the case may be. Cause I've seen mm -hmm. that in contracts yes. that after two or three years being in it, it auto renews for another year or the auto renews for another two or three years, unless you stop it. Oh man. Yes, bro. It's okay. Uh -huh. Just gave you guys you nuggets, guys and gals, some nuggets. We gave you some right. free game, as and the yes. young ones say now. Right? <laughs> oh, is that what they say? Free game. Yep, oh, some gosh. free game. Yep. Free game. All right. So, go, right, you and you'll look like and be careful how you approach it. J approach everything with curiosity. Yeah. So, if you want to bring this little nugget to your boss, be like, "Hey, 
I'm just curious, what does it cost us? Am I privy to look at the contract and understand the bigger picture and how Absolutely. all of this cost? Because a good boss is going to be like, dang, yes, you are here. Look at it. Because, yeah. right? Because off cycles cost money. Manual checks cost money. All these things, like these little one-off things that we do on the side in payroll, everything costs something. So you should be, your whole team should know what costs. You know what I mean? So that they are able to share that as well, because sometimes yeah. you have to share that with your customers. Like, hey, folks, I'm not allowed to do this because it's going to drive up the cost. Mm -hmm. I know at one organization, we had a problem with, what was it? It was like lost checks. Yes. Yes. Or, or was it lost checks? No, that, but it, so it was two different organizations. We did this two different reasons, two different organizations. One was lost checks. One was people were cashing their checks before check date. Yeah. Yeah. We talked yeah. about this. Yeah. And the, what we did as a, as a, um, a counter, a measure, a penalty or something, we would charge the business unit or that department that we would hit their budget for $25, whatever the cost was for either. And it's usually around 25 bucks. It might be more now. 25 to 35. Exactly. Yeah. So for either a live check or, you know, a lost check to stop a check and to reissue, it costs money. Yeah. And then to, and it tells you sometimes, Hey, if this, if you cash this check before check date, we're going to charge you $25. Sometimes it's 50. Okay. So what we did was we passed that cost along to the budget of that, yeah. that, department or yeah. business unit or retail center, whatever it is. And you know what happens? People stop with that behavior. Yeah. Uh, because you know, hitting their budget. You know what else I've heard of some other companies doing and they, and it probably was dependent upon their state that they were in, but I've heard some companies actually charge the employees for cashing those checks early like that. See, it's debatable, right? Because yeah. how did they get the check? Whoever gave passed on the go. checks early. There you go. And the, the employees like, oh, check, my checks came on Thursday. I get uh -huh. paid. You know, check date is actually tomorrow. Exactly. But I'm gonna go ahead and get my money now. Yep. You know? Yep. So that's why we would hit the P and L and the mm -hmm. budget because it's mm -hmm. not the employee's fault, right? If and, but it's debatable, like you say. But yeah, but exactly right. Like those, those little things. So for to manage cost, sometimes you have to roll those costs back to the business units and back to the departments. But yeah. of course, folks, get permission first. This is a big conversation first. Yeah. You gotta suggest that to your boss. If you're the lead, if you're the department head, then you gotta whoever it is, you gotta suggest it to your boss, right? Unless you're the CEO of the company. So what? So don't just think, oh, I'm just gonna start charging people. You have to get buy-in from all the stakeholders Absolutely. because if not, then the whoever's over the units that you ser service are going to be like, no, we're not doing that. Payroll's trying to do what? They didn't ask anybody. Like, get out of here. Mm -hmm. So you payroll, guys, you cannot act unilaterally or in a silo. We always need buy-in. We always need our partners and our stakeholders to, to support the efforts that we're doing. Yeah. By the way, one-off, really very one-off thing because of this, payroll people, some payroll people become great project managers. Yeah. And then it's a great offshoot from the career because you're always managing these different projects. So anywho, cost is a big one. And there's, yeah. you gotta, there's a lot of different areas that cost. Yeah. And then uh, another one, another area is your employee satisfaction. Right. That's a big one. And I, that, I yeah, that's a big one. It's huge, right? Because it ensures all these factors, everything that you do factors in 
to the bottom line, which is producing payment for your employees. One of the bottom lines is paying your employees, right? And once you pay them correctly and you address any concerns or issues related to payroll in a timely manner, because they're going to be mistakes, right? going to be mistakes that happen where, again, we're human. And even sometimes, even with when there's no human error, there can be some system errors, and it does happen. I don't care how, what type of system you use. If you use one of the big boys out there, there's the system. It's going to have glitches sometimes in it, and it's going to happen, right? But you need to resolve those things in a professional and timely manner for those employees because that will improve and help maintain employee satisfaction and morale, right? Mm-hmm. Doing those things correctly, doing those things in a timely manner. And, and because if you struggle with turnover, and you're, or you're in an industry that's naturally ha- that naturally has high turnover in it, like retail, for instance. Retail has a naturally high turnover, right? So you need to find ways to help keep those employees satisfied and happy with their yeah. checks. Yeah. I was really surprised with that one as we did our research to, pre- to prepare for this. And mm-hmm. Pleasantly surprised because mm-hmm. we always look at when you're looking at payroll, it's always a, it's always very much technical. It's like a task. It's a transaction. Mm-hmm. People element doesn't mm-hmm. come into it as much as it should. So I was yeah. pleasantly surprised to that this really came up in our research for payroll employee mm-hmm. satisfaction. And it makes a lot of sense because yeah. <laughs> your people aren't happy. Again, it's that trust factor. If you pay me, I trust as an organization, not as a person, but I, I trust that my organization is going to pay me properly. When that payment starts breaking down, that trust mm-hmm. also starts breaking down, Absolutely. unfortunately. And as payroll folks, we really wish that it wasn't connected that way because there are so many technical things that are not um, emotional in payroll that are impacting things. It's really not emotional. Yeah. And if you're doing it right, it's not emotional dealing with the challenges in your tech and your solutions and your process and it's never an emotional thank god we are in a place where it's not emotional please believe on everything we love that we are not in a place where we're like hey we're gonna we're oh don't pay these people hold dips back or and we've been in those situations where we've been asked to do uncomfortable things like hey can you not pay that person no we can't not do that oh don't pay them the ot i don't like what he said to me today i'm holding that ot you cannot do that you know what i mean so thank god we're not in a place where a situation like folks are doing trying to do gray act gray area stuff back in the day i'm sure they were though oh my (laughs) goodness when we first started right because we've been doing it over two decades yeah it's been such an evolution of things, man. We're, and that's why we're just so excited to be a part of this conversation right now yeah, because yeah. it's finally coming to the forefront. Payroll people finally have a voice and we're yeah. being respected and understood and holy crap. So it's you an amazing can, You can place. have a career as a payroll person. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And we're going to help you do it, go guys. We're going to help you do it. There are a lot of We've been doing some research and we're just a sidebar. We know there's a lot of folks in different areas of life who are looking to change careers um and hey payroll's here for you you know what i mean and we're gonna teach folks help people understand what the opportunities are and maybe that'll be a whole nother season like a recruiting to payroll type thing yeah 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 and again folks back to cost back to these important subjects so just keep that in mind 
cost employee satisfaction is huge and it's it, whatever you can do to do that uh, it's so important that companies build task force for retention they build yeah. task force to improve the processes yeah. and honestly i'm just so proud to be part of one of those companies that is doing that is yeah. our people are first our all our leaders know that people are the business yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and, and, and that, that is what we drive for sorry yep yeah, absolutely no you're good you're good I think those are great key points that you made, but you sometimes, definitely sometimes as a company, you need to reassess those things and make sure that you're doing it in the right way. And all that factors in to, yep. to, to you as a business owner. Yeah. And then honestly, you know, as a business owner, you really should be trying to leverage what you have to yeah. get more uh, folks. I think that in, as employees, right, we forget that the company you work for is in business to make Money. to make profit to do well yeah. to one of the things that made me fall in love with business is that with this concept that corporations are separate entities that are built to last forever and but it's the caretakers it's the guardians it's the stakeholders of those corporations that can usher it through infinity yeah. the conceptually is just like amazing to me as a student of business i get it but as an employee i see I know where we get caught up and, oh, we need this, we need that, blah, blah, blah. But, oh, we're overworked or whatever. Eh, we got to leverage, right? We have to leverage what we have because if not, then that cost of payroll goes up and then we lose, we're not making money anymore. Now this company cannot live forever. It's going to have an end date. It's going to expire. It's going to go bankrupt and it's going to mm -hmm. cease to exist. Yep. You know what I mean? So if you're starting a business, keep that in mind like you started business to make money unless you are starting a not-for-profit organization and but it still doesn't mean you don't pay your people really understand mm -hmm. what not-for-profit means okay it may yeah. give you a little bit more flexibility with time and speed but you still have to make money yep. you know what i mean all businesses not-for-profit or for-profit have to generate revenue to exist so if you take away from that revenue generating machine, then you're not, that's not good. We, they, we don't need people in organizations that take away from the overall well-being. You're in an organization to add value, period, yeah. period. And if you don't yeah. like that concept, start your own organization. Do yeah. something on your own. But if, you're gonna, if you need that paycheck, guess what? They need you to do something well. Yep. You know what I mean? That's it. Like Owners have to manage the cost of payroll. And it is tied directly into employee satisfaction. Right? Yep. But the flip side of that is if you're never going to be satisfied, you need to move on. You know what I mean? Go find something as a human that is going to satisfy you. Yes. And unfortunately, companies will weed out these folks who are just there to drain and not add value and not do what we hired them to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, so just think about that, guys. Companies have to focus on cost. As yep. an employer, you have to focus on the cost. And yep. absolutely, employee satisfaction ties right back in. Uh, and it's, hey, guys, yes, if they, if your company's working hard at doing that, you owe something. You are obliged to do something back. Not just sit there and exist and entitled. It should just come to you. No. Yeah. For what? We're not in a socialist situation or communist situation where everybody gets the same money and, hey, it's all equally divided. No. We are in America is a capitalist system is built on what you can do. You get out of this country what you can give.
you get out of the out of your life what you can give. So just I'm sorry, I know I'm going a little bit in tangent here, but it you got to be able to think as a as an employee, you got to understand the employer part. I think what makes me a great employee is that I am also a business owner. Yep. So I also I know what I want out of my people, so I work diligently, passionately enough to give that to my bosses. Because I know I, what I want out of my team. You know what I mean? And I'm fair with it. And I'm good with it. And as long as they're fair with me, psh, man, I give you everything I got. Yep. You know Great what I mean? Much, yeah. So, yeah, folks. That's all. So, Brian, so that's pretty much it from the things that we have listed for this episode. Were there any things that you wanted to go back on and, like, like mention? Oh, no, you covered it well. The things that I tapped in on, I think time management, I had those tips, cost. Oh, I wanted to say about cost is that we're going to double back on cost. Cost is going to be a separate episode, folks. Yeah. So we we came across it in this preparation and we were like, whoa, wait a minute. Cost? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Just like all the things because I rambled off. I, well, I can't. I, so cost is going to be a separate episode in and of itself somewhere in this season because it's such an important topic because there are so many little things that we don't look at. So again, cost was a big one. Employee satisfaction. I was definitely wanted to touch on and no, that I think that's it, man. We, again, this is how do we improve the current business owner? You've been in business for a while and these are the tips, however long you've been doing it. Payroll be a constant improvement process. You should be constantly improving your process, asking the five whys all the time, right? Um, and being very analytical of of everything that you do. Great, man. Yeah, man, that's it, man. That's it. I think that's it, folks. Hopefully, we gave you some nuggets and it was helpful today. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts that you're able to comment and especially in Spotify, you're able to say how this episode impacted you. If there's any notes or thoughts you had for us, anything you want to add, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or LinkedIn, you can hit us on LinkedIn. We're available there. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it folks. Thanks for spending the time with us. Hopefully you got some, a day off this week. It is a holiday weekend. Hopefully you get to have that day off. I thought about a bunch of work stuff during this call, so I don't know if I'm going to be off or not. But I'm going to be working too, man. <laughs> it's at least part of the day. Bit. At least part yeah. of the day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got to do some work as well, man. So it is what cool. it is. Yeah. Whatever it is you guys are doing, holiday weekend is for MLK. Uh, and what I love to do on MLK is me and the family watch his full version of the I Have a Dream speech. Nice. And is an amazing speech. And look out for the full version and listen to the full version. Yeah. And that's just something that, just something that some pay them tribute every year. And God bless, man. God bless everybody. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to today's episode of our podcast. We appreciate you. We're grateful for you. And we hope that the information that we'll share with you will impact you as a payroll professional. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.